This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home podcast. It's Yellow Home. With Anna Schofield. Big Music's greatest songs. Greatest songs. Worth covering. Original classic hit makers. Okay. I just must say at this point. <laughs> The music underneath me is not the uh, best instrumental version of a song we've ever heard. I think it's the only one because it's really old. <laughs> it's know? really old. And so it's really hard to find yeah, yeah. Um, proper instrumental beds of the really old songs, which is quite funny. So although it sounds like our young four-year-old nephew is actually playing on the piano. It's a karaoke version. Let's just, yeah, <laughs> let's just run with it. All right, we're talking about Kenny Rogers. And sadly, we lost him this weekend. Kenny Rogers is 85 years old and a long-standing Well, country artist is what he's known for, but actually um, several times, several of his songs were celebrated for doing what they call the crossover. And he hit the Billboard Hot 100 several times with many of his songs and has recorded with some crazy famous people. Huge, huge career. So let me tell you about the man before we then talk about the song, which has the most amazing story to it, which Kenny Rogers was very, very famous for. So something that music doesn't really do now. Songs are songs now, and you're looking for the beat and you're looking for the vibe and the feel and all of that jazz. But you're not actually listening to a story. It's not about a someone who did a thing, who then, you know, had this reaction and then this happened and that was the end, you know. Uh, And that's what a lot of country songs, the early ones, definitely do. Um, And that's what I like. He was born Kenneth Ray Rogers. Love that. Um, August 23rd, 1938, which made him 85, obviously, when we lost him. He's an American singer-songwriter, actor, record producer, entrepreneur, he's called, and uh, was put into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2013. Very, very popular with country audiences, but as I said, charted more than 120 hit singles across various music genres and topped the country and pop album charts for more than 200 individual weeks in America alone. So he sold over 100 million records doing that worldwide during his lifetime. 100 million records, Hass. There's no download there. Yeah. It's 100 million records. And it makes him one of the best-selling music artists of all time. There it is. Um, so he started his recording career in Houston, and um, he he put together a group. And their first little their first song was called "The Poor Little Doggy." Um, and then there was a few solo releases, blah blah blah. Um, but he had a massive hit in 1969 with "Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town." Do you know that one, Hans? I know that song. Yeah. I know the first one too. What did you? What was it called? Doogie. Uh, oh, do you know the? Do you? Yeah. The poor little doggy. Yeah. I don't know that one. I don't know I that. I do. You. Check you out. Yeah. All right. Well, Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town was a song that actually I remember being played at home because um, I remember my mum making sure that I knew about the Vietnam War and how important mm. it was um, to know about the Vietnam War and how awful it was. And um, she felt very strongly about it. My mum was quite political. Actors are, you know, performers are. There's always a lot of politics in our house, which is why I now stay away from it. Um, but I remember her talking about it. And Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town is all about um, um, a soldier that's come back from Vietnam. He's very, very injured. Um, Ruby is his wife. Ruby looks after him. But she doesn't pay him any attention anymore. He's, uh, as far as I'm aware from listening to the song, uh, he's in a wheelchair. And every night she just goes out and she leaves him on his own. And it's just the heartbreak of a man that has lost everything through that war. So do listen to that. If you get the chance, listen. Listen to the words. It will break your heart. 
Um, that band, though, that he, he, he put together initially uh, broke up and then he went on to have a really strong um, solo career and that's what made him. Um, but interestingly enough, Kenny Rogers was the fourth of eight children. I'm hearing mm. this a lot. You know, when we do these stories and I go back and, and listen to the history and research the history on these artists, there seems to be a lot of these artists who, who grew up in... Um, in large families and I'm wondering if it's there's something to be said for it they study it obviously in psychology and sociology do you think you have to fight more when you're one of eight just to be heard so does it make great people yeah because the fight is there if you have to shout really really loudly because there's seven other people in the room also shouting mm. then surely you you sort of learn to fight I don't know I, f- I feel that that's a thing what do you think it's crazy yeah so- if you're an only child, you get all the attention. Yeah. But one of eight. And mm. he was the fourth. So he's smack bang in the middle. Um, wow, and, one of eight. Uh, one mm. of eight, yeah. Born in Houston, Texas. And um, his mum was called Lucille. I love that. And she was a nurse. Uh, and his father w- was called Edward. So, you know, he started his career early. Clearly, he was going to be a singer, a songwriter. It's all he ever wanted to do. That was his thing. Um, and then he had all these amazing kind of songs he sung with Dolly Parton he sung with Sheena Easton random I didn't know he had done that Um, he also um, when I I looked into his um, personal life because you know it's always important you want to find out what's going on Um, he was married five times and has five children um, and so, obviously, that was a thing. If, uh, there's no point in me naming all the different, um, all the different women in his life, but apparently he loved them all. You know, ni- nice, nice feeling to all five marriages, if you know what I mean, which is great. Um, and what I found interesting was that that even though um, we lost him March the 20th, um, literally there are still details coming out about him, and they're mentioning the fact that due to the global COVID-19 pandemic. His family is planning a very small private service and, pu- mm. a, a, and a small public memorial later when all this shenanigans is kind of uh, calmed down. So that's the plan for, for everything now. His family can't really celebrate his life until all this is over. So that's what we know of him. Let's talk about the song. Cause this is one of his biggest. Um, he's ha- he had one other bigger. There's one song um, that is very big. Um, that actually made it, but this this came a close second. Um, Coward of the County. It was written by a guy called Roger Bowling, mm. um, together with Billy Ed Wheeler, and then it was recorded by Kenny Rogers. No, uh, recorded and released in 1979. That was so long. And um, the album, which was called Kenny, went multi-platinum after this song came out. It was a major crossover hit. It topped the Billboard country chart um, and then reached number three on the Hot 100 chart. It also topped the Cash Cashbox singles chart and was a top 10 hit in numerous other countries worldwide. Literally just went everywhere. Canada, UK, Ireland, blah, blah, blah. Just wow. consecutive weeks. Um, uh, six consecutive weeks for one of them. Um, so what you're about to hear is, they call it a narration. It's a narration song, all right? This is a good, because he sings some of it, but he talks some of it. The emotion is evident. Really, really listen. It's very, very sad. I'm just saying you, lots of country songs are. So it's, it's uh, yeah, got to flag that. But listen and admire. It's called Coward of the County. And let's pay respect to Kenny Rogers, 85, when we lost him at the weekend. It's the Music Grace on Pulse 95. Everyone considered him coward of the county 
It never stood one single time to prove the county wrong. His mama named him Tommy, but folks just called him Yellow. Something always told me they were reading Tommy wrong. He was only ten years old when his daddy died in prison. I looked after Tommy cause he was my brother's son. I still recall the final words my brother said to Tommy. Son, my life is over, but yours has just begun. Promise me, son, not to do the things I've done. Walk away from trouble if you can. It won't mean you're weak if you turn the other cheek. I hope you're old enough to understand. Son, you don't have to fight to be a man. There's someone for everyone. Tommy's love was Becky In her arms he didn't have to prove he was a man One day while he was working The Gatlin boys came calling They took turns at Becky And there was three of them Tommy opened up the door and Saw his Becky crying the shattered look was more than he could stand He reached above the fireplace And took down his daddy's picture As his tears fell on his daddy's face He heard these words again Promise me, son, not to do the things I've done Walk away from trouble if you can won't mean you're weak if you turn the other cheek I hope you're old enough to understand Son, you don't have to fight to be a man The Gatlin boys just laughed at him when he walked into the bar room One of them got up and met him halfway across the floor Tommy turned around, they said, hey, look, old yellow's leaving. But you could have heard a pin drop when Tommy stopped and locked the door. Twenty years of crawling was bottled up inside him. He wasn't holding nothing back, he let him have it all. When Tommy left the bar room, not a Gatlin boy was standing He said this one's for Becky As he watched the last one fall And I heard him say I promised your dad Not to do the things you've done I'll walk away from trouble when I can Now please don't think I'm weak I didn't turn the other cheek And Papa, I sure hope you understand Sometimes you gotta fight when you're a man Everyone considered him the coward This is Pulse 95 Tune in live every weekday from 5pm